Welcome to the Tenth Chud Podcast. I'm Nick Nunziata. Alongside is Justin Waddell. Justin, hey. Hey. Steve Murphy. Howdy. And our special guest, Micah Robinson, back for his third visit. This is the uh, this is the podcast that we're doing here on what the twenty eighth of, the, of uh, May twenty ninth. Uh, we just got back from seeing a movie that opens on Friday called The Breakup. We will be dis- discussing that. We'll be discussing X Men Three, X Men. What is it called? The Last Stand. We'll be discussing. I, I was I was I keep saying X Men United, but that was the last one. Uh, we've got uh, we're going to discuss the British film called The Descent, which will be coming to theaters here soon. Yeah, it's coming out what in August or something. They're releasing something like that. We'll discuss the new Ghost Rider trailer. We will discuss uh, some of your comments on the message boards, and we will do, back by popular demand, the reaching for videos from the shelf. Uh, you know, it's funny. When that when we first started doing that, assholes complained. And by assholes, I mean our listeners. Now, people ask for it. It's <laughs> yeah, funny. They're, they're hey, funny. funny. Hey, look how at that. Is that our podcast subscriptions dropping? That's fine. Whoa. You know what's funny is, though, what they don't realize is we have a grip on the pulse of what people want, and they don't realize what they've had until it's gone. It's true. Like okay. life. Like, very often, these kind of things happen. You you think that you don't enjoy your loved ones, but then they're gone, and you're like, you know what? I love them. That's a little sad. Uh, That's Memorial Day. Can, can you use more Cinderella song titles to explain how we appeal don't to our listeners? Don't treat me like that. I am nobody's fool. <laughs> Say, have you been down the Gypsy Road? And that's it. No one knows any other Cinderella songs. I'll be damned. Uh, ni- uh, shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damned. Shit is actually uh, a B-side. I think that's that's the guy that got killed in the band. What was it? What was damn the, shit. What was a great CD by them called Long Cold Winter or something? What was it? Long, something long. Cinderella had one with night in the title. I think I remember. Why do we it discuss like long, Cinderella? Long cold Cinderella's coming back. I remember the lead singer's name was Tom. I don't remember his last name, but his first name was Tom. It's Kiefer. Tom Kiefer. Tom Kiefer. On drums, by the way. What? Sneezy. Sneezy on drums? Mm-hmm. Is that is that a Walt Disney joke? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know what? I'm, are you sure about that? <laughs> Sounds suspect. Dopey on bass. Starring Cher. All I right. I don't believe So you. I guess what we'll start is uh, we'll start with the Ghost Rider trailer that just debuted. Um, we'll have at it. And uh, so, Justin, you are the uh, defender of it. Let's see what you say. Uh, well, I, I guess I, I kind of enjoyed that trailer. I know everybody uh, on the boards is, is ripping it. And, Nick, you just watched it to get a better look at it. And you didn't seem – you kind of seemed like you were grimacing through it. I know the other guys didn't like it. I, I don't know. I think it looks um, – it's got some – Interesting stuff in it. Well, I don't think it's going to be. I don't have high hopes for it. I just got, I think it has interesting. People on the board say that you have good perception, but anybody who's anybody would have noticed I was hamburgering through it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you know, you know, I, I think Mike has been. He he really doesn't like it. I mean, he really thinks it looks. Uh, I think it looks silly. Not realistic is his word. What well, it, it doesn't look realistic enough for him. Here, here's the problem. Ghost Rider conceptually just can't work. His his power. Is that he stares at you and you feel bad? I was expecting realism. That's what Jack Elam's power is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's real. In the comics, Ghost, Ghost Rider he hold, he holds the criminals up, then he looks at them, and then they go aw, and then it's the next issue. And that's exactly what we need: another third-rate comic uh, character coming to the movies. Do you want a climactic scene where he where he finally gets the bad guy to look into his eyes and? And then romance happens. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that you know, they're going to make every comic book. That's what's, what's going to happen. Um, you know, everybody's going to hate on Ghost Rider because the guy directed Daredevil, which nobody really liked, except Nick. Nick kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Um, 
he directed Simon Birch as well. But you know, Ghost Rider isn't the most exciting comic book character whoever um, you know was was inked. And whose idea was it to make a memory toy out of wood? <laughs> but I just think that uh, I don't know. I just I thought it, you know my expectations were. Uh, a little bit exceeded, I, I guess. How, that how can it exceed your expectations? It's like a lame comic book. Yeah. Uh, the movie's been sitting around for a while. Well, I don't. I mean, not, I don't know. I don't know the cast. business. I mean, I don't know the business of Hollywood. I don't know how long it's been sitting on the okay, shelf. Okay, but but it, let's get past it. The bad guy is Wes Bentley from American Beauty. Who and he was good in American Beauty. But do you really care to see him as a bad guy? What do you think of him in the Four Feathers? <laughs> Did not see it. Yeah. Heath Ledger, though, right? And uh, mm-hmm. what's her face? He was in uh, that Shakur Kapoor, right? Wasn't that the director's name? <laughs> I guess, but I'm he was in that Kate cold, Hudson. that Kate cold Hudson. western movie too. I, the I'm one not that took like three hours with Sarah Polly. Right, not ride the devil. No, no, no. Oh, he wasn't. Wes Bentley was in Soul Survivor. There's, your, there's the movie. Well, anyway, right but I'm not gonna like hate on the movie because West they cast Wes Bentley. I don't. Well, I cares? mean, Donald Logue. This movie was cast when those people were relevant. I mean, like I like Donald Logue, but nobody would cast him for a movie Donald like Logue, that now. I mean, he's always in stuff though. I mean, he had, he, had, he was taking a break because he had that TV series for a long time. But he he's kind of coming back into movies. What, what what? For example, Ghost Rider. That's the only one I can. Well, think back of. to my original question. What what do you think exceeds what you expect? I just like the image and some of the images from it. I like the the scene with the. I mean, the scene. When the motorcycles alongside the, I guess the headless horseman. I don't know, but it I guess that's cool. a spirit of vengeance. That is a good shot. Um, Are they know. having a stare down? Is that is that what that scene is? They're having a hoedown. But uh, you know, I like there's certain shots like him zipping up his coat with the flaming fingers. I mean, it looks you know what I'm talking about. But that looks uh, <laughs> that, that looks kind of long time companion. You, you seem very <laughs> you seem very hard to please. <laughs> no, I mean I thought the, I thought it had some uh, interest, and Sam Elliott comes on and starts uh, doing a little Sam Elliott voice narration. That, well, that's always a good. The good thing, thing about Ghost Rider is. Is that it could only surprise us because I don't think anybody really has high hopes for it. So I mean, you know, at the very worst, it'll be exactly what people expect, and at the best, maybe it'll be one of those films that surprises you. I, I mean, like after after the slate of superhero films that we've had, and we'll, um, you know, I think the bar is pretty low. So I mean, what does Ghost Rider have to do to, to be good? I think I think you might be seeing this and say, hey, it's not as bad as I thought it would have been. Yeah, I thought the trailer looked alright, but I I just think that um, you know. I think maybe that they're they're the whole not releasing it because it's because it's a hard sell. I mean, it's a weird character. Nicholas Cage isn't really hot, although he. I mean, National Treasure kind of made him uh, more of a commodity. I, I mean, what's been. different from this than Constantine? Constantine's even more obscure. Yeah, that true. was R rated, and, and it made eighty million Con- bucks. Well, Constantine it's a, it's a com- good character for one. Constantine is. It's this a great is character, but it's not exactly a cinematic character. Yeah, Ghost Rider but visually is more there. cinematic. Yeah, but there, but there's potential with Constantine. Ghost Rider is so one note and it, what what rich mythology is there to Ghost Rider? Plus Wes Bentley's in it. What? Oh, well, I mean, okay, if they're okay, going to put Wes Bentley in my K- Ghost Rider movie, like, yeah. here's what I'm hoping. I'm here. I'm hoping that this is one of Marvel's. Um, I hope they don't treat it like an A tier character and they make it a little bit more gritty. Punisher was not very good, but at least it was R rated and at least it was kind of. It tried to be dark. It it's wasn't. So as bad, though, it was R rated for those graphic parking ticket prank scenes. Yeah. That's everybody makes fun anyway, of I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of a sad story. It's not. It's not. A, it's not an argument that really can be Although won. I, I tell you what, though, after X Men, which we're going to talk about, um, performed so well over the weekend, like insanely well. Um, you know, it'll be you know the comic book movie will be back in fashion a little bit. Not to say everyone out, but 
I think that uh, you know they'll they'll be a little bit more excited about getting Ghost Runner in front of or Rider in front of people's eyes. I, I think, think. It, it's good because we'll finally get to see um, Ving Rhames do the Cloak and Dagger movie that he's been wanting to do. Get get him and Gwen Stefani together finally and do Cloak and Dagger. Um, but bleeding no, hell, this film doesn't come out. No. Till, the, the film doesn't come out till next February. Don't you think it's a little early to be showing this trailer, or do they feel like they have to get something out there because it's been on the shelf? Well, for this so is the summer movie season, and they they have to. This is the time that their core audience is going to be in theaters at once, and they have to attach it to comic book movies. Like it is odd. And it February, is odd. That February is a dumping ground, isn't it? Yeah, that's what, traditionally. But well, Daredevil came out in February. A dumping <laughs> so, ground. Well, there you go. So there there goes that. Yeah, but Deep Rising came out in February. Yeah, but Electra came out and but pitch black. I, did I have too, no idea it? when Electra came out, but okay. So we basically Justin's excited about Ghost Rider. Somewhat, yeah. I, I'll, I'll say it. Congrats. X three just made um, one hundred and twenty million dollars over the long weekend. How many? How many euros did it make? I don't know. Guilders. That, that has to be. That's, How many Mercedes? That's the biggest movie of the summer period. I mean, the the most money making one so far. So far, but yeah. it's early. But still, I mean, that's the one that opened the biggest, which is, I think is kind of surprising. It's surprising because it's not the best. It's by far not the best. What's the are, best? Wait, are you sure about that? Because Poseidon, no man. And I think Mission Impossible is still the film to beat quality wise. I'm in the mi- minority. No, I'm I, with you on that. I like on it. That. I like I'll, that movie. I'll ride with you. And the flaming Harley. You can be on the flaming bike. I'll be the headless horseman. Micah, would you please button my jacket up with your flaming fingers? Hey. Steve. Oh, dear. What did you think of X3, my friend? I thought it was a pile of... It actually wasted my time. I did not like the movie. Okay. And then once you got past the opening credits, right. then what did you think? Oh, it was terrific. You know, absolutely great. No, the, the whole film was a, a gigantic waste of time. They decide to introduce three million characters and then give each character about 30 seconds of uh, <clears throat> exposition, and then they ignore all the characters. You're a math genius, I'm aren't you? I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to emote. So you yeah. were saying when we walked out of the theater that it suffered from Batman and Robin syndrome. Pretty much, except with more characters. And smaller cocks. Actually, it's just, it's a better film than Batman and Robin. I'm not saying that. Uh, a lot of the, actually a lot of the effects were kind of poor in that film too, though. And X Men. Yeah, some of them look kind of shoddy. Really, uh, it was too many. There were. It, it seemed like they had the tr- they had too many set pieces just for the sake of. Oh look, let's uh, let's have a uh, set piece. To like me, it the seemed like the Golden Gate Bridge thing at the end. I like that. Scene. Seems someone was holding a gun to the back of the editor's head though, uh, you know, and like telling him to cut, cut, cut. I mean, the movie seemed like it was just just jumped so fast from scene to scene, and then it was over. But you know. There, there wasn't enough room in that movie for both the Cure storyline and the Phoenix story. No, I agree, and I should. I think. What do you think they should have gone with well, the Phoenix? Because the Cure yeah. was too similar to the one in the yeah. f- previous well, film. Well, I didn't mind the Cure, but if you're going to do the Phoenix, even in um, even in a bridge form, like get it right. But she was like, so they they, com- they completely get that missed. joke a bridge form. <laughs> it was so poorly done, though the Phoenix story. But, well, I'm saying like they they got it completely wrong. Like the whole point of the Phoenix story in the comic books, and I'm not saying that you have to get it like literally, you know, where they're on where uh, Star System gets extinguished and they fight with like you know ten other new characters. Nerd alert. Yes, thank you. But the whole point <laughs> of the comic book storyline is that Jean Grey realizes that she's become this genocide or whatever, and she takes herself out. It's about the ultimate sacrifice because the Watcher at the end says, you know, she would rather nerd uh, alert it, thank you thank you can, <laughs> can, can, we have that flash? <laughs> can we have that flash with the podcast but the whole point is that he's as he says to conclude the story like she would rather die th- 
she would rather die as a human. I'm not saying it. I'm waiting <laughs> for you to say something else about like maybe the Beyonder or something. But no, the Watcher says mm-hmm. she would rather die as a human than live as a god or something to that. I don't remember. And it exactly. what's the what's the Watcher's real name? Owatu. Owatu. Go. Okay. Go ahead, Justin. I think the nerd alert got broken on that one. (laughs) Holy shit. Anyway, and and in X3, she's basically some stooge that stands around, and when she feels like it, she immolates random people. I don't know, man. And then then at the end, Wolverine takes her out. That that completely stops the entire point of the story. She makes the ultimate. The reason that they 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 plant the seeds for that with Storm, telling him that eventually he's going to have to do that. They change the whole storyline to be that it's it's Wolverine sacrificed rather than Jean Jean Grey's because yep. people do, are, do not buy they do not buy tickets to those films to see Jean Grey. Oh, they I want Wolverine okay, to have the arc. Which, I don't agree with that. I'm just saying they I, want Wolverine to have the arc. I thought she did a good arc. job though as, as I, that character. I thought but she it's did. wrong. It's not, it's not the Phoenix. It the, what made the Phoenix storyline so like Greek tragedy and so epic or whatever? No, I agree. That she makes all not like some random teammate comes up and hey, but they're not at this point. They're not sticking to the comics at all. Really, I but mean, again, you don't have to be. They could have put it. They could have scaled the Phoenix story down to, you know, the scale of the of the universe in the films down to earthly like more realistic scale and still had the same spirit right but they but they fucked it up they fucked up the point of the whole story well yeah, but, i mean that's has it ever has have they ever been huge true to the to the x-men throughout this whole series they really to the, have to the point of the x-men yeah professor x they had pretty nailed i they think got, they got the themes right magneto they got right they got Professor X right. They got Wolverine mostly right. They got kind of like the whole how mutants can be allegory for AIDS or racism or blah, blah, blah. I thought like, it was more of a, of a racism they, thing in the comics, though, well, rather it, than segregating. Okay, it's it's shifted. Because it came up in the 60s and 70s and, yeah. and the other yeah, stuff and wasn't then, as prevalent. And then like as AIDS came about, you know, it kind of shifted to that. And it, and, and it can change for whatever's going on at the time. And AIDS is fun. Well... But I thought that's I, another film. I t- you know, I liked her character in it. I thought she did a good job being kind of, uh, uh, you know, had had the angry looks and whatnot, mute, and mute, the flotation and whatnot. No, I thought she, I thought she was. Her scenes were kind of cool. In she it, the scene know? in the house was pretty spooky. I thought yeah, the way that they that. did her, she was very scary. In okay, scene. but the the Cyclops scene. What's the point? Like she wakes up. Get rid of James Marsders. Mars, Mars, Mars. Okay, Marsden. but yeah, okay. That's a screenwriting. Wait, did you just for it, did you say Spike from Buffy's name? The guy playing yeah, Nerd I, Alert. Oh, okay. So she sees she sees Cyclops, and the whole thing that sets her out throughout the movie is that when people try to control her or somehow rein her power, that or that's what makes her mad, or they shoot at her. Cyclops is like crying, happy to see her, kisses her, and she immolates him. She destroys him. Yeah. Why? Because uh, because the darkness came out of her, I think they kind of explained in the movie, right? Her her dark side came out. And she yeah, but why her. would her dark side take out Scott? It she was, was like, no longer in control. She wasn't in control, man. Wait, did you not watch the movie? I watched the movie, but why would it kill Scott? Oh, I, that was weird because the dark thing. She was really she she really had like she really cared about people. I remember she's trying to protect all the people instead of destroying <laughs> them, but then she did anyway. Okay, what are you talking okay, about? Okay, let's let's well, jump. Why let's, would it kill Scott? All right. right. Okay, we'll talk about that. That's, you know, ad nauseum. But what I was going to say is the thing that people were most attacking about this movie before it came out was one of the things that got right, and that was Beast. I thought Grammar did a really good job. I, I mean, 
No, he sounded like a professor. I agree. I, don't I mean, no, I mean, but the thing is that people were making fun of the look, and that happened with Nightcrawler, and he proved everybody wrong. And and now with Beast, you know, he's the character's good. He's he handles the dialogue well. The action scenes are pointless, but they had to do it because they were out of money. I, you know, I don't think I thought I thought that yeah, I think grammar is a, a fine choice. I thought the character didn't look that good. I actually like the action, and, but but yeah, the look of it was yeah. And I thought that uh, you know he wasn't much of a character in it. I mean, the look of it. Well, he was responsible for a lot of the interplay between. Kind of, he was. He kind of helped move the story along, though. To use the word that Steve likes, exposition. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he did a good job. He I did. thought, I and, like, and I, I thought the makeup was fine. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, how many real blue beastie guys have you met in your life, and what did they look like? Well, the problem is that the makeup they kind of uh, fudged. In in the, in the comics, he's either like really furry, like all around, or he's or he's human and just like stout. And they kind of like compromise between the two. You know, and it's and it funny, just didn't look right. They should have like, committed to one or the other. Like Mystique, like the makeup on her, like they, I think they always do a great job on, on her. And I think, I mean, that looks like a really interesting, you know, she looks really interesting on the screen, whereas I think Beast kind of look like, hmm, like so a couple, you know, well, they were, beard. Well, they were trying some to blue make, beard on, you know. They were trying to keep him recognizable suit. as Kelsey Grammer or whatever. They I were like, oh, don't make him too Beast-like. I couldn't tell it was Kelsey Grammer at all. Let me ask you this huh? then. The kid with... Um, that they extra- yeah, right, the right. one that they extracted the cure from. Right, was that from the comic books, or did they create this for the film? No, he's he's from the comics, but the the character is a little bit different. He's not just some random kid. He's actually he's like related to Xavier in in some way. They go through all these great lengths to get rid of Magneto, to get rid of Xavier, to get rid of like half of the mutants, and then they end up bringing back almost all of them at the end. They just like a comic Magneto. book. But, yeah, like but, the but, but that is it's true. It's a waste of my But you know time. what, though? That, that's X-Men all the way. That's the comic. Every, everybody dies in X-Men, and everybody comes the back. The thing is, there is no final if they were death. smart, though, you'd, they, they don't come back in the next issue. So what they should have done was let it be. I mean, let the audience assume that there'll be an X4 where they can possibly bring it back, but don't try to wrap everything up that tidily in this and one film. And especially bring back two or three of the people at the end. Magneto, of course they love. Then after the credits to bring back... Uh, well, I mean, McNeil didn't die. They just, they just right, ended but they his get, powers. Right, they took his him. powers away. They go through all this stuff to make him look human and he's all distraught and torn down. And then at the end, oh, by the way, I'm, get, I'm getting my powers back. It's a more interesting it's story if he doesn't well, what have if, his what powers if, back. What if that was a strong wind well, that blew know. the chess piece? That'd be great. I'll tell you what, this the last <laughs> scene wind. The last scene in X3 before the credits, not the post-credits, Speaking of blowing McKellen's chess piece. Hello, Justin. I'll, I'll get some of that. The action. last sequence before the the credits, not the post, like the the, the Patrick Stewart, Stewart resolution, but the one with Magneto. I thought it was kind of a nice last scene. Like you know, it was like the, how they started it off with you know him playing chess with Professor X, right? Mm-hmm. But you know he wasn't there. And then I thought there was just a nice moment. Like it, he kind of sort of moved the chess piece and they cut away as the end. I thought that was kind of a sharp uh, bit of direction it, by it, uh, Ratner. I think actually. it would have been better cheap, cheap, if they didn't have the chess piece move. It would have had more resonance. I think. I, I don't know. I like that. Empty like chair. He's, he's, he's stripped of everything he had. The one guy who, who actually kind of did more for that cause than anyone is gone. And he's sitting there alone, left to deal with his thoughts. And, and he's I, got nothing. Th- yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, but I, that's the thing. I thought that was sh- a sharp ending. I mean, they, ha- they have his, it's, hint it's, of his powers to come back. It's if not a sharp ending, it. but you know the studio was like, look, we yeah. got to put in the one little hint that that absolutely has people like, oh, well, I got to see X4 like right now to see how, how that develops. I, I if they showed what, him without his powers it granted it would have been nice to just resolve it and then okay. that'd be it but you know the studio just wouldn't have let it end all right, that well way. i'll give you that ending all right 
How about after the credits end and they have Captain Picard show back up at the end, right? Right. Nerd. Wait. Is, yeah, that's the nerd. I'm sorry. It, is this the bloopers during the... I, I wish there were bloopers. No, like the, the whole of, film was a blooper. The end of the show. No, yeah. bringing kind him of back at the end sequence. of that was crap. If you're going to bring him back, why not wait till the, the beginning of the next film or the end of the next film? Here's the thing, though. I, honestly, about X-Men, the, if, you, if, if you look at those movies... Uh, McKellen and Stewart are so good in those movies that you have to kind of hint that they're coming back because I mean that's as but much you, as I'd like to see a new bad guy like the, the Magneto he's still like you watch him in those movies he does a great job yeah, but you don't so, you don't kill them well kill you don't kind of kill them both I, off I just in don't one film and bring them both back I just in the don't understand film. why like I don't understand why you care so much like because it's like it's it's such a comic book thing to do like it doesn't bother me but they yeah. but in the comic books you're left to go for a period of time without them actually in X-Men they, you still know they, they're they don't keep back, you waiting though. for long but I mean, film wise yeah, but it's, a, an, it's a crap it's a, way an arc ends and then a new arc begins leading I mean, up to they that they left Cyclops in the ground they left Gene in the ground. They're not coming back until. Yeah, it's because Fomke's not, you know, not one of the. Yeah, the and even right, and even then, he's in a different body now. Blah 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 blah. I mean, it, it that didn't really bother who, me. Who I, are the interesting characters in that in that movie? Let's 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 list them because there's only okay. about four. Okay, Wolverine. I like the I'm Wolverine. I'm tired of Wolverine. I'm tired of him. But he was good though. Wolverine. He was good, but he wasn't Wolverine. But he's, okay. they made him into a uh, leading substitute man. for Cyclops. A, he's just a leading man. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. He he had to play the Cyclops role, which then mandated him being boring for the. But, but here's the thing. Wolverine's an interesting character. He's that's, Martin Riggs that's by Lethal like. Weapon okay, 3. That's Wolverine what he is. is an interesting character, but he mm. wouldn't be the guy who gives the team the but big not, speech before they go into their final battle. Like, hey, I don't know about you. We're outnumbered, but I'm about to go out there. And it, that's not his character. Like, he's he's Martin Riggs in the third Lethal Weapon. It's like he's lost everything that made him lovable. Who else is interesting then? Like, if he doesn't Magneto, think, I think Wolverine's Magneto's, Magneto's always yeah. interesting. When he's not wearing the helmet. Patrick Stewart, always interesting. Okay, and then like uh, that's who, about who else? It. I think I think I think uh, Jean Grey is. Interesting. I thought Nightcrawler was good in the film. He yeah, was. Yeah, he was good. Know, like, there's always a few. Peripheral but that's characters. it. Like there's all these other characters. I, you that know, Storm, that this was Storm's best movie. She was good. She, in this. I thought she was bad in this. And her I, hair looked good. And actually, I like I like Mystique always. Yeah, too. I like Mystique great. too. Right? Although yeah. once she got once she became Rebecca Romaine, she was less interesting. Yeah, and she still looked pretty good though. She looked better as Mystique. Maybe uh, she just wasn't wearing much. He's he's in the blue one. Actually, she looked better know. when she was laying on the floor. That's what I'm talking Harry, about. And no, and she looked great. But yeah. Halle Berry, man, as Storm, she she had a little trouble acting. Like the, the, the like she gave the eulogy to Professor X. It was terrible. I thought there's some bad but, acting. But you know, you know She's the no problem with that is with, like yeah. she changes that character with every movie. Like the first one, she was still struggling with the whole like supposed African accent. Then the second one, she was like completely like nominal. And then this one, like she wanted a bigger role, but it was like where did it come from from the first well, two apparently we're not gonna have to worry about it because she says she's not doing anymore well it doesn't matter she'll do more if they pay her I mean that, that, what else she, what does, else does she have but, uh, uh, Monsters Ball 2 yeah another ball I, I don't think they're gonna <laughs> the ball is back the vengeance I, I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna bring her back simply because by adding like you know Kitty Pride and Iceman and all they're gonna skew younger Iceman talk about boring characters. she might come oh, back horrible. she was in Boomerang the kid looked like Doogie Howser he's just a bad character like, I, and they I, spent I, so much time on him. No, no, Iceman is an interesting character, but to... Not to, in the movie. Well, I, yeah. I like the, the actor a lot better he, in this one, though. He was crap in the first one. I thought he was at least... He had, had some presence. But to build up to him and Pyro fighting, and, they, and their fight is... is they're on each side of the screen, and then you see like the power bars above each of them. That guy does a good job, though. The guy <laughs> as, plays as pyro. The steam goes, so you have like to keep him. hitting A B, A B to get the like flame him. ball to move to the right. right. We've spent 
probably too much time on X3 at this right, point. Maybe. I think you're right, but... this pointless movie? All right. Leave at the end of... Okay, let's have just a, a score from each of us, scale of 1 to 10 with points. Justin. I guess I give it about a 6. I, I think they don't have... They didn't use the potential they had. They, they're just kind of a sloppy movie. Micah? Fun I, to watch, though. I give it a 6, too, for the characters, and I actually like what, uh, how Brett Radner directed. I didn't think it was a problem, but the story was in, in script actual dialogue was shite so that's where uh, the missing four points are at Steve four points there are things to like in the film but overall it's a waste of time what are your other three points that they're, they're going make? to me for buying the ticket to get into it and actually wait did we see this thing free yes well it's still the, the, the money I saved on this I'm going to use it to get popcorn and a hooker Okay, that's a good-looking woman, and I'll, I'll give it a six and a half, <laughs> just because I thought I thought it, it, you know, it was it was fine. It could have been a shitload better. Could have been a lot worse. It was nowhere near the catastrophe people proclaimed it would be, but it's also nowhere near worth 120 million dollars first weekend. Shite. All right, thanks, Steve. Thanks for being British. We'll be back after this break. <laughs> Welcome to The Church is Suicidal. I wish. I have a question, right? If this is supposed to be our 10th podcast, it, it amazes me that, that not, none of us have been assassinated before now. Because haven't we pissed a lot of people off with our Are you, so, so are you saying we each have a green light on, on each no, of I'm us? No, I'm just wondering. Steve. It, yes. To get, to get an assassination, people have had to have heard you. Actually, people have heard me. It also I, helps if you're the president of the United States of America. Let me just say that I would like to thank Paul. Paul called me today. Because Paul, Will, Paul being... Oh, let, let me tell you, Paul. Will Paul put being, his number on the last podcast, see? That's right. Read, my number was read out on the air by Mr. Will Mason, who has since been uh, assassinated. So get, there goes my theory. What was, what, how would you critique, critique Will's performance? In the uh, you mean Das Breather? <laughs> what do you mean, sir? The man who breathed into the microphone continuously, therefore making us sound like we recorded it but in a what? wind tunnel. For the, for the people who populate the sex forum on Chud... Yes. It worked out great. I thought it was like some it. good jokes on that last one. Had some good opinions, good jokes. If you could hear him. Wait, are you over talking about Ga- Gaffigan's Island? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, you. Hey, listen. Hey, we love Will. Will's great, and, and he apparently is a, he lives in a wind tunnel, which is great. Anyway, thanks a lot, Paul, for the call. Sorry I didn't answer it. Uh, He's our only listener, apparently. No, he's the only one who decided to, to bother dialing long distance to speak to you. Well, I appreciate it. I'm sorry I didn't answer the phone. So today, Everyone else did, but your minutes ran out. We saw a movie called oh. The Breakup. It's Peyton Reed's latest. It stars Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, Joey Lauren Adams, Jennifer Aniston, the Peter impeccable Billingsley. Cole Hauser, Peter Billingsley, and D'Onofrio. the lovable Vincent D'Onofrio. It's not fair to call it Peyton Reed's latest, though, because Vin- this is a Vince Vaughn movie. Like, he produced it. Yeah, Vince Vaughn joint. Story. What has Peyton Reed done besides uh, the... Down with Love. Down with Love. And bring, uh, it bring It On. Uh, bring and he's it on. working on that uh, Holocaust film. Bring It On 3. <laughs> down, down With Love 2 is actually a Holocaust how did he get? Film. How did he get kind of... Uh, no, that's Down With Jews. How does he? How do you get kind of a name? And because because Brian Ahn was so big, is that why? It was, yeah. it was a surprise hit. But Down with Love wasn't big. But here, here's the thing, though. Bring it on. You, like he got big off of like Bring It On, and then from that, it, it takes like a couple of failures for people to call you a fluke after that. I get big just he thinking was a, about Bring It On. He he was actually I remember he was on big. he was associated with the Fantastic Four film for a while, and people yeah, were like kind of excited when his name got brought up with it. So. Dude, something good goes and with how did that name. terrific film turn out? Well, he he didn't direct it. That doesn't matter. It was all right. It was it was not good. How would you compare it with X Men Three? Not as good. Oh God, oh. help us! Wow. How how about this? 
There's you. Right. And then there is some uh, there's some crap outside smeared on the side. So bar. you would give it like a fantastic two and a half. <laughs> so the breakup. I'm going to give you the crap outside. In I have a, a fantastic foreskin. <laughs> The uh, Breakup is a romantic comedy, sort of. Uh, kind of a guy movie trapped in the body of a romantic comedy. Um, it is a Vince Vaughn film, mostly, because he stars. He, he was involved in the story, and he kind of shepherded it through production. But it's uh, it's also, I mean, Jennifer Aniston's no pushover in the uh, audience department. And then, of course, there's the star wattage of Cole Hauser. I'm going to think her, her last couple of films were probably, she's, she is... A, there is a little bit of shortage in the stardom department. I like her. her. She's good. She's okay, but I. But you know, box office wise, and hopefully the breakup will change that. But I mean, she's had like four, five straight duds now. So, Derailed did okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Every time I go to Walmart, it's there. What, that's what you get for going to fucking Walmart, you <laughs> idiot. All right, so the story of the film is this. Uh, they are uh, two star-crossed lovers who live together in a fancy Chicago apartment. Condo. Condo. Sorry. Condo. Their realtor is Jason Bateman. And, um, As is often. Vince Agency Vaughn, is Century 21. Vince Vaughn is a guy who is, is in love with the finer things in life, like playing Grand Theft Auto, watching baseball, fucking around. He's not really... Xbox Live. Xbox Live. Not really much into uh, doing the chores, and it kind of uh, steamrolls into uh, a split with his uh, lover, uh, Miss Jennifer Aniston. Now, Justin. Yep. How did this film make you feel as a man? <laughs> um, how did it make me feel as a man? Uh, I mean, how did it how did it affect you? What was your take? I, I think I think you're wrong in saying it's a guy flick. You said it's kind of a. I think it's it ends up being more of a chick flick actually, and I think it's more of a. Uh, uh, I think Jennifer Aniston is really the star of the movie when you think about it. I think well, I think Aniston's the she's the uh, she's the protagonist. But I don't think she. I mean, it's she doesn't get the real colorful stuff to do. It's a. And, oh no, no, and no! I think, she I think her and Vaughn have equal screen time. But she gets the performance. And I it mean, seems like she has to do most of the work. She has to do most of like the. She has to do all the acting around the house. Oh well, yeah, he has to do all the funny. The but kitchen. you know that that movie. What's interesting about it is that it's funny. It's really funny the first half of it. But it turns into a pretty serious relationship film. At I'd the agree end. with that entirely. That's, and that's it's, true. it's kind of a surprising uh, turn of events. I think for a movie like that. It's top heavy on jokes in the first half. Yeah. Kind actually very serious in the second. But the thing is, the characters are pretty good. So it's yeah, they're of, good. It didn't bother me that it got serious and and it, it, there was a message, but it wasn't as message driven as some of the more mainstream romantic comedies. You expect things to go a certain way, and maybe they don't in this movie. And that's what's funny, though. It plays, and maybe this has to do with hands in there, but it plays like it's going to be a mainstream comedy, um, and then it kind of defies your expectations a little bit. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't play to that. So uh, the reason I don't know how the reason I thought it was a guy film be. because it does speak to a certain audience you know a, a lot of the people that you know I, I mean I, I identify with Vaughn's character a lot and and I think uh, a lot of the readers on Chud do too because you know it's it's a kind of the dream life if you can get it you know you've got like kind of you know you who wouldn't love to have a woman like her a really gorgeous place and the ability to fuck around you know for all your time apparently uh, Brad Pitt well Brad yeah yeah, but look, he's I, getting I, snakes tattooed on his cock right now. Though. I do think in the film, Vaughn was mostly to blame for that, though, because he did take advantage of her. He took advantage of the situation and the fact that she was 
always making exceptions for him. Right. Well, no, I'm saying, yeah, there, but it's, it's about finding, you know, your balance or whatever. But I think Vaughn's character is, is, a, I mean, it's so typical. It's, it's, it's not, it's not like a, a figment. That character is very realistic, especially, you know, considering that you could get by in this world and be like that and still be somewhat successful. I mean, like his character kind of, kind of sleepwalks through his job, but he does okay. He's, he's making decent money. He's got, you know, his friends, you know, and there's a there's some scenes with John Favreau that kind of indicate that their friendship's a certain way, but you know it, he might be t- he might be taking them for granted a little bit too. But it's you know he's playing kind of a guy who needs to grow up. But I think that's what's kind of cool about it, and that's why I think it's kind of a guy flick because it's almost like a. Um, Kind of like a state of state of affairs for you know certain guys in their mid twenties or whatever. Remind me a little bit of High Fidelity that, that like you know John Cusack's character in that was you know he he never would grow up. He would he, and even at the end of that movie he really he really still wouldn't. Um, this movie has you know Vaughn eventually does grow up, but um, spoiler. <laughs> but uh, Rose, you know, I, I don't know. I think that what's what's good about this movie is, it, you know, it does take that their relationship pretty seriously. But there's a lot of laughs on the way, and uh, like Nick mentioned, uh, Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser's. If you're a Cole Hauser fan, this is a movie to and see. We this are. Year. Oh, indeed. Yeah. We've, we, we, it's almost like redemption for years of loving Cole Hauser. Yeah, I mean, he's got some great stuff in this. Amazing. He does more with the least amount of screen time. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's in like three maybe scenes. three minutes of the film. He actually makes me want to go out and buy some saran wrap. <laughs> Pick up chicks. Yeah, he does, he's got one really oh, funny not, joke. Yeah, don't, don't, We're not going to give it away. And then, uh, you know, seeing Vaughn with uh, Favreau, too, it kind of it's how the movie starts with them uh, at a baseball game. And, uh, and then, you know, the, they have a funny scene at the end. It's just like them together just kind of reminds yeah. you how, how great they are together. Honestly, there, there's a potentially great movie just about the brothers, though. Think about this. Vince Vaughn, Cole Hauser, and Vincent D'Onofrio are and, brothers. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, I'd, D'Onofrio on this, I thought his character... No, but he really wasn't a character. Like he existed for one thing to kind of further one part of the plot along, and to show something toward the end of the movie. Yeah, well, that was that was also stunt casting because Vaughn. I mean, because D'Onofrio was playing the last kind of character you'd expect him to play. Which, which I agree, but that character really was just like a plot device. He wasn't a character. He was just like, okay, we need you to do this at this point in the movie so that later on the movie, X can happen. That will well, show I, But I still think he did a good job. Yeah, but he, once plays he, it, he, he plays it really weird. You're saying they you gave know? him nothing. Once you're past the first few characters, you have to have characters that exist, the NPCs, people to move the story along. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were his stats, if, if I may? His armor wow. class was very high. Holy. And that's by the old rules, not by the Wizards did of the Coast. Did you have a conversation world. with him in the town center? I did. He, I, I clicked A, and there's an exclamation mark over his head. It said, "I'm Vincent D'Onofrio. Let me help you." Which I would. I'd follow that man anywhere. Yeah, chasing Amy was in this. Yeah, and her, her, she is. Her lips. Something's happened. She but got she, smoker's lips. She now. was somehow not annoying in this. Yeah, she she toned down the voice. She she learned how to manage that. And, and I and I thought Joy Joy Lauren Adams was just fine in it. She's she great. had been less of a character than Vincent D'Onofrio. Her, her character existed to be the bitchy sister. Uh, I wouldn't go with that. Oh, no, no. She gave advice. She's more of the common sense. Yeah, she dispensed advice. She she dispensed a lot of common sense to when when Aniston was being the, the petulant child you know, trying to get her licks in. She it's, she kind of helped temper that. Well, here's in. the thing. Here's what makes this movie a little bit... I mean, I liked it a lot. I had a, had a good time. But I think the fact that you've got these kind of people in the movie, Judy Davis is in it, Justin Long playing an interesting role, uh, it, it's just a good change of pace. And it's it's a, it's a kind of romantic comedy that's tolerable. You know, it doesn't kill you with sap. 
and, and the good and another good thing is that Vaughn, I think, realizing that there were certain things he had to do, like meeting certain conventions, like having the best friend of the chick, and then having the crazy coworker or friend or whatever. I mean, he it's he a took formula these small, flick, yeah. right? But he took these small parts and put like the best possible people. Like you know, a lot of people are, are kind of really caught back up with him through like dodgeball and old school or whatever. And he used like a lot of the people in that same sort of comedy cabal to fill like these small parts and uh it just made it more interesting because then you're like oh hey you know jason bateman's in this as as that guy or justin long peter billingsley like getting role. some work yeah exactly he's, he's also produced a movie actually yep. he's, he's really right. good friends with vaughn and uh, favreau right so it you know it was good to see like every every small like predictable part at least had somebody interesting in it so you weren't you weren't bored yeah no it was a fun movie and it's, I, and, it's I, and i i think anison's never looked better i think she looked she really looked great nice. and that was very good yeah she yeah. looked also probably the best video game humor ever although ever in a film. I don't know what was that movie we just saw with the uh, guys we just saw a movie where guys like switching through weapons and he finally gets a grenade put it in somebody's mouth and their head blows up Inside Man Inside o- Man that's, the that's no Inside Man that was some of the best video game humor too that, that that's funny too, but that was like a Grand Theft Auto like ripoff, right. and it was a serious scene. Yeah, even though there was a funny part to it. Whereas they used the real Grand Theft Auto yeah. and and Xbox Live to great comedy. The Xbox effect. Live and, and and Justin got a chuckle when he went to the map screen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was actually using the map though. He just put it on pause. <laughs> he would have oh, been better if like they're in the middle of an argument and he pauses it, and you think it'd be funny if he's like trying to figure out where the gun shop yeah, like, is. Like where am I? All right, on pause. So, so it, I, I I don't know. I think I think the movie's gonna it should do pretty well. You I, said that the reviews are bad on Variety. Well, Variety didn't like it, but uh, you know I think it's gonna be interesting to see how people respond to the ending because it doesn't necessarily give you the uh, the typical you know like romantic comedy ending that you kind of expect. So you know that might hurt it actually. A yeah, little bit. I, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it. They blowtorch each other to death. Does that bother you? In, that's in that's actually slang that's for what really happened. So. Right. Speaking of, they're making uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith into a TV show. So I, that's going to be uh, excellent, I think. It's, it's going to be, be exciting. Packs, though. That's the weird thing. The, the Christian still network. <laughs> I think Billy Billy Ray Cyrus is in the Mr. Smith. Well, don't get me excited about it now. <laughs> Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman is what? Mr. Smith. <laughs> Stephen Collins plays the end you know what I need to pitch this quick <laughs> and by pitch I mean shit on this idea so uh Justin on a scale of 1 to 10 with points what would you give we're doing the point thing now on movies the breakup right? oh, I like that I give him an 8 Mr. Marbury seven thumbs diagonally Steven I'm about with a seven thumb yes I give it a seven and a half Fun movie. I gave it the most. I do like the after the credits when you find out that Xavier is alive. You see, uh, if, if <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, you get to see a little uh, little bump shot there. She's very pretty, uh. very athletic, and she's apparently uh, she got the bald behemoth down there. Telly Savalas, as they put it in the yeah, or as a Brazilian as it's that known was some to poor the rest camera of the work, though, when it was when they had uh, his head shielding us from the. That would have been. Nice. I bet you they did like ninety one takes of that scene. It's like Vince, keep keep bobbing your head. I want to get some. Some stuff for Bang Bus. I wonder if that's going to be a multi- I, I think he was told that on his first film. Will that Vince, have a multi- keep bobbing your head. <laughs> you, will, the, will the disc have a multi-angle option? Of, of his some, head? I got some. I think so. No, they had like seven cameras on Actually, his head. you know what? I, got the, I just got Affliction, and that's got a multi-angle really? option. <laughs> Comes with a bottle of booze. <laughs> so well, after I, Why did you actually, buy I watched Affliction? The Wire the, season oh, wait, four. It, it has a multi-angle option. <laughs> Nick Nolte's kind of back in form again. He was one of the voices on Over the Hedge. Are you kidding? Played the grizzly bear. 
Nolte's back. In, how was that? I mean, Nolte's back in form. You think like, about the end of the whole. I mean, no, he, he was form, corporeal, alive. <laughs> How'd they get the microphone in the jail to record his vocal? They, they actually had it in the bottle of liquor. Really? It was. Remember at the end of the Hulk when he turned swigging? He turned into a gigantic jellyfish from his belly. Turned into a cloud. Pretty much. Nick Nolte's great. I don't care. There's nothing that guy could do that would ruin him. He's. I mean, he's so. Nothing would surprise you. Gary Busey and Nick Nolte could do like they could they could show up like they could be showing the Mir space station and Gary Busey would float by and people like I expected that there's nothing that those guys could do that would creep us out anymore I, I think maybe Mission Control would not expect that I don't I, I disagree guessing. I disagree as a matter of fact an unidentified flying Nolte they might they might fucking Gary Busey is an unidentified flying Nolte I would not be surprised if there is Gary Busey DNA in the Shroud of Turin <laughs> And I'm not saying he jerked off on it. <laughs> well, so you're not that saying would, that? Yeah, he could have well, done well, that, Well, why too. don't you just spoil all the great mysteries of the world while you're at it? He was a hider in the house. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Busey, man, that guy. Great. That guy, talk about someone that's brain damaged and still working, you know? Nolte, his, at his least. brain damage is working? No, brain, he's brain damaged still working. His brain damage is working in a, on a different film. <laughs> no, Nolte's, just, Nolte's just still working in old. But Gary Busey's old, brain damaged, still working, you know? And both are insanely craggy in the face. But, yeah. But here's the thing, though. Gary Busey will always live on in Jake Busey. Like he's he's heading like in the exact same career. Path. You know what the Nolte, exact same looks as his dad. Nolte had offspring though. He was in a, Nolte's offspring was in a movie too. Yep, Brawley. Brawley Nolte was in Ransom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So Bra- you're Brawley. Brawley Nolte. <laughs> well, apparently shit. wasn't paid because we've not seen him since. Well, he's he's in he's in his formative years. He's learning. He's honing his craft. Right. And he will get all Nolte on us honing, right in a few honing years. His honing his craft is slang for jerking off on the shroud of turn. Nolte oh, okay. had offspring. He's gonna be in Q and A three. Or with Armand Asante. Nolte, third. I think, asexually reproduce. <laughs> it's the only way it's viable. Nolte? Yeah. Oh, please. Well, he used to be, any, any, used to be a any, hot any, number back in the 60s. Nolte rides into town. I mean, people... Rich, no, rich man, man, poor man. I'm not saying that Nolte can't score. What I'm saying is that his DNA is so strong that it may as well just be him. His, he's like, sick. he overrides any woman. The, the only purpose of a woman for him is to carry the child to term. He ejaculates and it, it chrome. to a clone of him. That's what I'm saying. So what... what what possible chance could any female's DNA or womb stand? I don't know what you're talking about. That. I mean, Nolte, he, he, romant, he, he winds, dines, but he, that's he, what he, and plants brawly mo- he gets Nolte. the women, but they have no chance of contributing to his spawn. What are you talking about? What he do you mean, what am I talking distracted. about? All you have to do is put a bottle of liquor up, and he'll be distracted by that for about 10 seconds. Of course, it's not a lot of time, but... I he, would, he what would you do in a 10 sec? If you had Nick Nolte distracted right. for 10 seconds, what would you do, Steve Murphy? I'd hightail it out of town or call Gary Busey. I'd get him my autograph. What book. would happen if they had... Wait, wait, you would leave town in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small town. He, and I've got a fast Bullshit, bite. you'd slip on all that spilt chrome. <laughs> <laughs> what, what town is this? It's What's Brawley Nolte up to lately? <laughs> is this Deadwood? What if, he got into, what if he gets into a lot of fights? Wouldn't that be cool? What is, is this Dogville that well, you would leave in 10 right? seconds? I live in Otisburg. Okay. Manderley? You'd leave there 10 seconds flat? Manderley. 
Broly's great. Nick's great. Man, what about? Man, let me ask you Mandingo. this. What about? <laughs> what about? You Bentley can't Mitchum? leave Mandingo in a hundred seconds. Mitchum? Holy smokes! A thousand. I think seconds. he's. I think he's been trapped into the form of an antiperspirant. Remember Bentley Mitchum? Wait, is he one of the? Is he one of the uh, Wonder Twins? He's a, he's, a he's like form of an antiperspirant. He's a Mitchum man. Bentley Mitchum was like in Demonic Toys, right, or something like that. Yeah. He was in. Well, there's, I mean, like, I, I, the great thing is, is that you always know that there are hidden spawn. I mean, like, everybody's got one. But Robert Mission, the thing about Robert Mission was that when he was alive, he would just, he would override any woman he ever, and his DNA was so powerful that, what was it, Micah? <laughs> All I can Lame. say is, when in doubt, Mitchum. We are back. Now, here's the thing. There's a film coming out in theaters late this year called The Descent. It is by the man, Neil Marshall, who made Dog Soldiers. It was released in England to much acclaim last year. Justin, some, some acclaim. Not much acclaim. Justin much acclaim. Waddell. Empire gave it five stars. Justin Waddell brought a copy of The Import, and Steve and I watched it yesterday to, in our, to our great dismay. Well, well, it, it was actually the best film we saw yesterday, but that's not saying anything. So, uh, Justin, if you could provide us uh, the synopsis of The Descent. Uh, the Descent is a British film um, about six women who... Actually, I think they do this. They, aren't they in America in this? They're like in... They're in America, yeah. yeah but they uh, go spelunking, and they uh, get trapped in a cave, and they're try- as they're trying to get out... They get a. Um, they find out they're not alone in the cave. There are monsters in it. You know, I've that is an incredibly original plot. Yeah, they, they may as well just call this the cave too. The problem is there's a great book called The Descent that was optioned that now probably won't happen because of this. The other problem uh, is that it. there is the cave two. I think being made, so they couldn't call it the cave two. The cave troll. Are you kidding? And the it cave. stars Cole Hauser and some Saran Wrap. It's going to be like direct video. I'm pretty sure. Are you kidding? I mean, do you know this? You're saying as a joke? I, I, I saw some mention of it online that they were going to do a direct video sequel. sequel to the cave. Yeah. Well, look, The Descent should have been direct video or should be direct video. It's that poorly done. I think it's, for you, you know, it was Steve, directed. It really is not poorly it done. Was. I mean, I don't understand. Like, wh- what do you do when you watch a movie? You just say, "I hate this movie." I hope, prove it to me wrong. He says, that "I don't I hate it." Before he watches, I mean, the, the guy movie. put the guy. There's, there's effort put in this movie. I mean, it's an interesting premise as far as like it's a it's an action film with uh, six women. You never see that. There's that, there's that, always a, true. the women who set it, it off. Women, one of whom has a story. The characters are so thinly drawn. Well, they're actually not. Drawn I don't at agree, all. man. Only the only character that has any story and her her entire arc is her husband and daughter were killed, and that's the only. One There's yeah, and then and the other arc is the the woman, uh, that her best friend at the time, uh, you know, was apparently having an affair with her husband, and then left town whenever all this shit went down, and then they're the, this is them reuniting after all this time, and then that's what the movie's really about is that uh, that crap that happened between them. I mean that 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 resonates throughout the whole film. I think it's I think it's really well thought out, and interesting movie. But I mean, it's not perfect. Gosh. I just thought it was interesting. You know, there was some good gore and all that. There were some decent moments, some decent visuals, and there were some that were telegraphed. I just felt like none of it really felt fresh, and I thought, I mean, like, the, for the reviews that it's gotten, I, I was really surprised that it was kind of just humdrum in terms I, of I don't of know what, what reviews have been reading, because cause I know it's got some buzz, but it's not it's well, not, I, it's not I, widely I read loved. all the British magazines. People and, on the boards, like, uh, people on the boards are, they, they, some of them love it, some are lukewarm on it, some don't like it at all. I mean, I, I don't think it's a, a, I think it's just about as well-received as Dog Soldiers was. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. and Dog Soldiers is a flawed movie too, but it's you know it's it's a little bit more fun. But, but this guy does like these cheap. I mean, this had to be inexpensive too. I mean, uh, you know, he I think he's a creative guy. Um, I, I don't know if he did he write this film. Uh huh. And yes. and uh, I think he's a talent. I mean, I, I like the way this movie shot. I think it's uh the one that when the group gets segmented, the way he lights the movie to to just kind of highlight the different uh, uh characters is is really neat, and uh, just the way he composes shots, like he, the, you know, they're in a cave, so you just see like it's some point you just see the middle of the screen surrounded by darkness right i think that's really neat but it's neat yeah and there's i mean but we've seen it i mean like we there's an aliens kind yeah, of I mean, vibe it's definitely to it. an alien there's vibe a predator too. vibe hardcore later on in the film and actually if i never if i never see that hitchcock spielberg shot oh i forgot what they call it, it yeah zooms out which one which one where, where the character kind of where they, she wakes up out of the coma in the hospital and she's freaking out it's towards the beginning after yeah. the accident She's running out in the hall and she stops and the camera zooms out and pulls in at the same time and it creates that stretching effect. Yeah. Shocker you know, uses yeah, the camera it the away best. as it zooms. Shocker. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think it's an interesting film. It, it's interesting that they're they're releasing over here. I don't know how much of a shot it has to well, be I mean, any kind of sleeper. In a world where Blair Witch and, and stuff like that get get the kind of there's an outside chance because there's kind of a, there's not a really a Blair Witch but there's sort of that kind of vibe to some of it because well, it's using the handheld camera. Yeah, a lot of handheld and it's kind of like you know claustrophobic and there's a, there's that one good scare though with the camera with the handheld camera it's a great scare when that the, was the first good. reveal of the monster right. it was, it was really was good, good yeah. yeah and that's it, the film's got very the, few of the those shots is, though there's a lot of problems inherently with the monsters themselves there's they're very inconsistent in terms of of I, I'm not going to ruin it for people, but there's you know they they face subterranean creatures and some of the stuff that you know about creatures that live in the dark are defied here when it's convenient in the story and. I think that they, they, they stumble across a really interesting possibility that they don't go really much further in uh, as to the origin, the possible origins of the creatures and all that. But I think they, they, they there's too many scenes where the creatures aren't effective because the film would have been over quicker. Or, you know, they, they, they it just, you know, animals that have evolved are are as efficient as can be in their environment and these people are banging around with lights they're running around they're making noise they have their scent all the stuff all the stuff that subterranean creatures uh, are so much more advanced other than you know they, they've sacrificed by having no sight it's just it just pisses me off to see how they take they, the, the whole natural aspect of it is but it's is so dumb. obvious it's so obvious because they're very effective against the lesser characters and then they're very ineffective against the so-called main now they're, but characters they're, so you're describing it, every movie that, yeah. ever ever made <laughs> isn't that every slasher creature horror well, movie enough. but the, then the predator no, white dutch's team i think what's kind of refreshing about this movie is that when they initially get attacked and it's a, it's they're, they're totally just blindsided you know they they, they they know that something's you know they kind of start suspecting they're fucked but um you know they fight back i mean it's not like they get destroyed like from the outside they fight back from the beginning you know and it's and that's kind of a refreshing thing to have in a movie like that they're not just on the run you know as soon as you know things start to go bad but you can't say that that my argument is is uh invalid just because every other film does it every film is supposed to bring something new but it's a hallmark of the genre i mean if you're going to do something in the genre granted you can do something innovative but, but there are also certain conventions these you're characters meet. you don't have to. these are just climbers though these aren't soldiers these aren't uh you know what yeah you but they it? go Colonial out of their Marines. way they go out of their way to to make you uh to the, the one the one like kind of antagonist of the whole movie the other girl that you yeah. know they go out of their way to make to make her out to be the the action hero of the kind of the movie or the person that's 
most suited for this situation. You, yeah, well, see, the thing it also it, gets him into the situation. But yeah, she's she definitely has a few moments where you know it would have been interesting if they chose to make her the lead. Because the girl who they chose to make the lead, it's not as convincing when she becomes Dutch Schaefer halfway, you know, towards the end. I, I think that the, the whole relationship between the two makes the movie really interesting. Well, they and should have just done a drama that takes place in a coffee house with these two women. No, because I mean, putting why? them in a I mean, cave against monsters just doesn't work to me. It just doesn't yeah. work. I mean, you, you're complaining about you're complaining about them not giving enough story. And then there's this whole background of of uh, of these two characters that's interesting. And you're like, well, let's take the monsters out and just set in the comic house. What no, do you want? I, well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't. Th- their story doesn't interest me in the context of this. And it's I don't think there wasn't was much depth to it. There's no conversation. You know, but it's kind of played. It's kind of it's kind of played realistically. I think in a way is that there's not these great like these huge conversations. These these women get together. They already know each other. They go on this 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 uh, expedition. You know, this 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 uh, spelunking trip, you know, is it's you know, and then they realize that they're screwed. They're, it just kind of they yeah. act like you you think people normally would act in a situation up to a point. I think then so. it becomes a horror. I know movie, when the film Lost Steve what? is when those two characters have their last scene together. I remember Steve being not too happy. Oh, uh, I see. I can't remember. What was I not happy about? I've forgotten already. <laughs> the but character that's interesting. This well, the, change, the change in the ending of this, by the way, when it comes here. Really? Yeah, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna make it. I think they're gonna br- do the Brazil ending. They're gonna make it. Um, I think they're gonna put out kind of a happier. The spin. love conquers all. Yeah. Um, that sucks though. I, I like the ending of this. I, one. You like the ending? Yeah. I thought the ending would have been, the ending was good, and then they kind of made it more like kind of an emotional kind of vague. Well, then you like the American ending because they cut the vagueness out. I think they cut that. They they the stop it. Cake? Yeah, the birthday yeah. cake. What yeah. about the Brazilian ending where they take all the pubic hair away? <laughs> no, wait a second. That I'm reminds not. me. Is that what I was upset about? You were upset about um, when, when how the just... two the two well, how how she leaves her friend. Uh, our, point, our at hero, that point, they're not really friends. I know, but <laughs> but honestly, there's a scene. Okay, I'm just going to kind of say it. There's a scene where the character who's kind of the shady girl uh, should, accident, should, should ruin that accidentally hurts somebody, one of her friends. It's an accident. Uh-huh. No pun intended because it isn't. And she is punished more for that. When but is it? Cruel. That's the thing. Is she being punished? That's the thing about the movie. Is she being punished for doing that? Yes. Or is she being punished for what she did with the woman's husband earlier? I think no, that's no, what. No, that's no, what. No. That's it, where the movie's it, smart. There I think. is a little. There's a little piece of jewelry. No, I know. I know. But that's the thing. I think that's what's smart about the movie is they make you wonder about her uh, intentions. Like, and has this been kind of going they don't on the whole because time? Because they don't revisit that storyline. Well, at until the end after, of the day, the I only think that they. I think they leave it up to you to figure out. Like that's why they kind of complicate. I'm not saying it's the best written thing, but I think that guy's smart and that he introduces that part of the plot and then he kind of ignores makes it. you no he makes you wonder if that was her true intention I think the I think the at the end of the film the only characters I really care about are the woman's dead daughter and husband and the creatures because she is not uh, they they don't I don't think they do a good job of, of carrying her arc through I, I think that um I, I think she's Here's the thing. I think this movie's picking up fans, and deservedly so. I mean, you guys didn't like it. That's fine. But, like, I think that the fans is picking up, and I think it's going to be one of those movies that people will uh, go back to over the years. It's just that there's not a whole lot of movies like this being made that are kind of straight, non-jokey horror films. And it has some style to it. This guy has some style. There's some vicious some stuff. There. There's some vicious stuff Very that vicious in the cave stuff, that yeah. I like. But Da Vinci Code's picking up fans, too. So I mean, I mean, the Vichy Code already has fans, and, the, and no one likes the book, though. I mean, the, the movie. Very, though. The guy 
is very good technically. I mean, the film looks fine. It looks perfectly all right. Yeah. But he, you it, have to at least come away from that film. I know you guys, let's say you didn't like it, but if that guy has another movie he's doing, would you be interested in seeing oh, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, Doc loyal. I'm loyal to any horror filmmaker that stays in the genre and is competent. And Doc Soldiers was, was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. it. But I, I don't think I this like is, it. I mean, like, I don't know. I just, there, there's not enough in this for me to, to look at it as a singular work. I mean, the cave has things in it that are worth seeing. I mean, like, yeah, but all it beats the films, cave a big time, I think. Well, I mean, I mean the, yeah, because it because it had not, nowhere near as much resources at its disposal. But Although Cole Hauser in that, Cole Hauser's in it, and his I eyes mean, are fucked. Yeah. So Justin, this, what this would you give? What would you give this one? You like you like K better? Steve? No, no, no. Go ahead and give you. Um, your no, I don't know. I mean, I, I I give it. I guess I give it about an eight. I liked it. Michael, what do you give it? <laughs> not having seen it. I sound really mad at, the, at Steve doing in this. I'm like, Steve! I'm like, yeah, you, you'll knife me in the back. <laughs> Steve, what, what is I'm, your... I'm going to have four cookies. I might have to give this like a... F- I'm going to give it like a four and a half. Can I talk you up to a five? No. Come on. I mean, oh, I, this is a step back, in my opinion, to Dog Soldiers. But I, Dog Soldiers was better. But I bought it, and you want, I bought it and I imported it. Can you give it the five because of that? It's got 4,000 No, because remember, it made my tracks. computer freeze up for a while. No. Uh, I'll give it I'll give it a six for the for the grizzly wow. stuff. You're making me look like an asshole by giving it like a four and a half. No, you, no, you are kind of the You're kind of the show's I curmudgeon a little bit. You have to kind of give it a can, four. Can you give it an E for I'm, effort? I'm warm and fuzzy. What about a T for nice shot? I love the word curmudgeon, by the way. I'll give it an yeah. S for Shatner. You know who's a curmudgeon? Who? Wait, I, Nick Nolte. Because he, I wish bit. he were in this film. Because then it would be a nine. Do you know? What th- about S for shattered? That's horrible. No, see, I, you lost me there. No? Did you guys like the movie Trick or Treat? Because that had Sammy Kerr-mudgeon. Oh. I liked Halloween better. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Just a quick little pointer here. Um, one of the films that's gotten a lot of a lot of really high acclaim over the past year or so, including from our own Russ Fisher, who thought it was the best film of last year, uh, a movie called Cachet, a French flick uh, that uh, is coming to video really soon. Steve and I watched it last night, uh, and we were really kind of awestruck by how not great it was. It's just there, isn't it? I think it's a kind of, it's it's what it's you know it's been compared to Hitchcock and all this other stuff and kind of what I get from it is that it, it is so in love with the build up and and this sense of dread that it right. that it thinks it's getting that it doesn't feel it has to have a real clear resolution and and the problem is I don't think this sense of dread is really all that all that dreadful. I agree because the characters that they present to you in this film are not Likeable. They're just none of them are. You've got the husband who's kind of dull and detached from his wife, who is likewise dull, detached from her husband. You got the bratty kid. It's just well, I mean, I, there there's are, nothing there, to so it. It's not. You don't need all likable characters in a film. I mean, Midnight okay. Midnight Cowboys but not there exactly is no a bunch sense, of sweethearts. But there is no sense of terror. It's or just dread. just because somebody's watching them and sending them anonymous letters and tapes doesn't make it. Yeah. The, so, so you would welcome that, is what you're saying? Well, the, I would. I, the premise, I would, I wish. You're, you're confusing your life with theirs. Like I know you would like to get some anonymous letters and tapes, and that would be great. But most people would. But they're would. not really threatening. Well, it's the premise of cachet a, a tape of you from someone you don't know. All right, somebody on. watching you, somebody no, documenting no, no, no. your the life. The first tape is at their house. <laughs> the first tape at their house. You just get like 
You take, you do what they did in the film. You take it to the cops. The problem with them is that they took it to the French you would, police. You wouldn't take it to the cops, <laughs> would you? Jesus. Okay. Well, cachet means hidden, and uh, in French. And, and what the thing is, it's a, it's about a well-to-do family who gets these videotapes. But the thing is, the videotapes aren't that revealing. They are static shots from outside their house, just showing the kind of you see the guy leave the house, and then later on you see him go back in the house, and then and then you'll see you know the same same thing at night, and then there'll be like a little drawing with it, and you know, and eventually find out that it pertains to his past in some way. But there's none of the videos that they show are all that, you know, they're not, they're not that intimate. There's right. nothing. Okay, but like, here's a, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily about the content, but the very fact. I mean, think about, like, what we're going through now. We're going through, like... Uh, we're sitting in my freaking office. Well, okay. Us as Americans, we're going through warrantless wiretapping. You know, we're, we're at the point where it's like the end of privacy. Everybody wants a reality show. Everybody wants camera coverage. Paparazzi over everybody, over every uh, pseudo-celebrity that there is. Now, if you had a family... Cole Hauser in that movie, Pop... Uh, and a guy that wasn't D.B. Sweeney. Right. Tom Sizemore. Now, if you had a family and, and you didn't want any of that, and you didn't want to be dragged kicking and screaming and to have your business plastered everywhere, and you didn't want to have your live journal or MySpace or whatever, and you wanted to have your individual life, but someone was intruding on that, would that not be unsettling to you? It's unsettling to a point, but it's something everybody feels. It's but, not It's not like a huge... The thing is, you know, if 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 it's a shot from inside their house... It's a different story. I don't know, man. I think it, well, sounds, it sounds like you have a problem with the film conceptually. Like, it, the concept of the film is that it's unsettling enough that these people, there's someone observing them that's outside of their control. And I don't think, I think if you don't buy into that conceit, you're, I don't know how the film can well, be I mean, You know what? That's a, the premise. The premise could be gotten around by good storytelling. The thing is, is the character's actions from that point. You know, if it becomes a situation where the characters are, you know, they start to get over paranoid and it becomes this different kind of descent into, you know, a personal hell or whatever, that's one thing. But what happens is he goes out pursuing it and you start to unravel what could potentially be an interesting subplot with Majid, this guy from his youth. And aside from one rather kind of interesting, shocking moment that happens later on, for the most part, it kind of just goes on and on. It's the same thing. It doesn't develop. And then the resolution is less of a resolution than you can imagine in a film like this. And and I just think there's a point where, you know, even an art film has to kind of shit or get off the pot. And it rambles. It rambles to a... Then it, like then it has like an unsatisfying, like kind of an inclusive ending, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Just like a limbo. It, I don't know. I John Sales? I d- I'm not going to stick up to, for like the film, but so I much. Do. But I, I don't think it's really a film that's about narrative. Have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I, I, I just from what I've heard of it, it, it just doesn't really seem like it's. I mean, like even the the very concept, the premise is kind of you know one note and so on and so forth. But I, but I think it's more about a theme or whatever. Well, if you're gonna compare something to Hitchcock, you better fucking deliver something that can compare to Hitchcock. Yeah, but is that what they, the filmmakers, did, or is that what the marketing department? I didn't did? read the fine print. It says like Robin Hitchcock, only creepier. <laughs> Wait. Shit. So look, I, I, just so, go ahead and wrap this up real quick because we're rambling. To like the film what would you give it I would give it a five for the mere curiosity of it and the performances were fine since I when just, do we rate movies by the way out of ten when is this when is this development since this is something that's con- consistent well that's with, only what they're doing consistent you don't have to rate it but when do we start doing it and then does someone complain no I just think it's better to kind of come to a conclusion and have a tangible record of where we stand I give it a ten okay I give it a Madonna of you the Wasps a, you give it a five 
Is that what you get? I give it a five yeah, in I'm honor it, of Robin Hitchcock. I give it a five Hitchcock. and a half just so I don't look like the voice of dissent. And, and, and you know what? Here's the argument that's going to happen. Is that happen. a pun? Here's the, the argument we're going to get. We are just not intellectual enough to get it. No. I don't believe that at all. Well, that's t- the typical response. That's what they'll say. I believe it. See? Now let's, I didn't see it. Man. Now let's go watch the Ghoulies again. Excellent. Wait, who's the director of this, by the way? Michael Henke. He's done. He's done. Michelle Henke. Like what? Other creepy movies. I, th- I think he's eaten, lived, slept. Can we go watch Ghoulies, please? It's already been promised. I don't. I don't remember. Russ, I no, Russ loves him, and and I have to disagree with Russ, but that's because I'm a fool and driven. he's an intellectual. Well, I mean, he's not attacking you for not liking. I'm not. Film. I'm just. I'm just creating an argument that doesn't. But exist. Russ is he is shit. Uh, we agree, right? What Russ? He's he's just he's shit. Hell, he's crap. I dis- dislike him immensely. Look down his nose at you in disapproval. What wow. a bastard! Uh, somebody came Chrome, and that's Russ. Speaking ill of the missing, Jack Lemon, Sissy Spacek, Brawley Nolte. I demand the ghoulies. <laughs> Back by popular demand. X-Men 4, the last segment. The, uh, the return of the randomly selected videos and our discussion. Justin, what do you got first? I don't know. I grabbed like... Uh, six or seven films off the shelves I didn't look but I'm hoping that at least one of them features A. Cole Hauser B. Brawley Nolte C. Left Behind Brawley Hauser somehow what about James Gammon can we settle for James Gammon yeah okay Um, the first movie on top of the the pile here is Rob Zombies and you better put these fucking back House <laughs> Alphabetical order By the way House of a Thousand Corpses Oh uh, if only it was The making of Rob Zombie's Thunderkiss 65 uh, this video This is Rob Zombie's Texas Chainsaw Massacre Rip off That's what this is Isn't it I don't think I don't think he would Dispute that I think he I think that was An influence Yeah Steve is a fucking Huge fan of House of a Thousand Sounds Corpses Sounds like it yeah. no, I, I love Rob Zombie's great But that film I, I, I actually I think that's one Of the most Oh, I, I, th- I think that's one of the most hated films that I've ever had in the theaters. And that's a good English sentence right there. Wait, how many, how many day, films have you had in the theater? <laughs> I had Richard III. When I go into a theater, I expect to have a film. I, my pants leave the, the minute I'm past the, uh, the popcorn dude. I'm in Isn't the that between you and the projector? It's actually between me and the people in front of me. Is that between you and what's between the your legs? In, the people in front of me are going to get It's kind of his uh, It's kind of his running, running start before he did... Uh, Devil's at the Devil Devil's Rejects, 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 which was a better film. Yes, right, it is right, right, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a more solid film. This is kind of this film is kind of, uh, it's got some good stuff in it. It's just very scattered. I, I I could not believe how much I hated that film, and I was so excited to see that. Yeah, that's a good story. The um, film, the film's okay. I, I I don't like, I don't dislike it as much as most. No, there's some stuff that, that's kind of fun to watch in it. I mean, there's there really is like the the, the scene when the the like the sheriff and his deputy go and, ra- and try to raid the house mm-hmm. and they have the, the long I think we might have talked about this before on the, on the podcast but they have that long shot of right, you know the guy getting shot in the head and mm-hmm. they, they just wait forever before he gets shot in the head it's it, Walt Goggins the guy you That's like right, him my the boy. shield Shane actually the most Benjero. disturbing thing about this Come film back. was my, my sentence about it earlier it's, yeah. it's my most hated <laughs> I got, film that I've I got had. a little bored after the 912th corpse <laughs> I don't know about you guys did you ever see him like I saw House of Thousand Corpses. Yeah, what do you think? I, uh, I'm, I'm, I, w- I wasn't a fan of it, but once I uh, saw Devil's Rejects, I kind of felt like it was a necessary evil to get. You didn't think one. it was like a total drag, Ela? 
Oh, excellent. It's got Chris Hardwick in it for old from host of Singled. Uh, it, was that show called Singled Out? Yeah. Jesus James Christ. That's right. Chris Hardwick. All right, let's move to the next one. Thanks for that trivia. No Chris one Hardwick needed, action. Fuck. I'm going to see if I can't butcher the English language on this film. All right, the next film is The Right Stuff. Great movie. Steve, you're okay with that title? The Right the, Stuff? The Right Stuff. Did you have yeah, that movie? the Wright Brothers, right? How, how many times did it's you It's about have the, Wright the Wright Brothers stuff? and the killer yogurt. They I ate. had this film four times. No, I mean, how many times have you had the right stuff? I'm not really talking about the movie. Oh, uh, the right stuff? Yeah. Um, Wait, is this if, the movie, if you know what I'm talking about. Let me ask about. you a question. Is this about the, the movie about the conservative killer yogurt? This, this, this film is one of the best uh, about firing men around the around the moon, around, around the earth. It's a great film. It's It's got a, it's got a kind of a... You know, not too solid cast. Well, the thing was, he cast like Philip Kaufman cast these people when they were no one, so for the most part. I mean, really? that is a cast. He, he, seriously, he cast Kim Stanley when she was a no one. Dennis Quaid, Sam Shepard, Dan, uh, freaking Fred Ward, Lance Henriksen, Ed Harris, Ed Harris. Uh, who else? Hugo, Charles Frank. No, who else? Veronica Cartwright. You said them all. Hugo. Oh, well, no. Je- Jeff Goldblum is in it. Um, him and who? It's him and the other guy, Harry Shearer. Jeff Goldblum and Harry Shearer, the two government nerds, NASA guys. Um, and there's more. There's a couple more in there too. It's like a. It's a who's who. Oh, Barbara Hershey's in it, right? Yeah, Barbara Hershey is in it. You forgot wow. Hugo. No, I did not forget Hugo. You did forget Hugo. Just because he looks like Ed Harris. What about Outer Space? But no, it's a great movie, and it's about it's I about think stars were in it as well. Lots of them. It's one of those movies that's like, uh, it's just like, it's very good and it's very long, but the whole time it's just like so it's an, an amazing epi- movie. It's a great yeah. epic and, you know, it is a very, it's a very, it's like one of the least heavy handed patriotic films ever made too. Because it definitely makes you feel happy about your your company, your country's history and growth and all that, but it doesn't beat you over the genitals with it. It's like really, it's just a good, solid, wholesome movie that isn't tainted by a lot of the shit that gets into biopics. What year is that? Is that 86? 81, 82, something like that. Oh, wow, that that early. Really? I think so. Uh, Early 80s. It'll say on the bottom. 83, you're right. That was was one of the the big movie experiences when I was a kid growing up, seeing that in the theater. That was something else. So if you you haven't seen the right stuff, honestly, that's, uh, there's a really nice two disc version of it out there. It's a, it's a must have. What does that mean? Two discs? Did they add to it or it's just, they're just, it's a long movie, but I think they, no, they, the first edition that came out was a flipper and it was horrible. And then this one, uh, has got a ton of documentaries. I believe it's got a commentary and I think, uh, you know, there's a a coupon in there for some yogurt. Isn't this Wait. film too? Isn't this film uh, one of them that ushered in the the era of the long walk down the hallway, like possibly the, the crowd scene, Michael Bay shot, down the hall? right? Yeah, the one that, that was used to. Yeah, the cover looks like that. There's a bunch of astronauts yeah, standing. I think there was something like that. Um, I don't get. I don't ever get tired of that shot. Though, really, I kind of like it. Really? Yeah. Even even when you see it like in a CGI animated film. No, if it's people you like. No, I'm saying like if it's people. If it's if you're if you like the characters like the Buckaroo Banzai or Clute or Space Cowboys, as long as they have like that kind of you know if the characters are like. Well, I don't when care. When they used if they it pull. in Irreversible, what did you think? I, wish I, could I was too busy slapping life. myself in the, in the nethers. Did you have that film? What? Did you, you had. It, didn't you? What? Irreversible. I had it and I sent it off. No, no. I mean, that's like one of the films that you had. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh. Or, or did you force yourself upon it? <laughs> For 17 minutes. So by that you, I mean... So the summary, the summary I mean, you'd rape. say this is a, a killer Jaegert movie. <laughs> <laughs> a little Jaeger. All right, let me move on here to... Uh, oh, Nick, why do you have it? <laughs> Porn star, the legend of Ron Jeremy. 
Why do you have it? I, I bought it sight unseen. I saw it, and I'm never going to see it again. Yeah, you might want to eBay this off or something, or sell it or drop it in the trash. Very uncomfortable moment, moment when Ron Jeremy can't get it up, and he's in the in the in the private room trying That's to get his, trying scene. to get his noise together. Uh, it's a documentary about porn legend Jer- uh, Ron Jeremy, who who won't, really wants to be more of a. Uh, Hedgehog, legitimate mainstream actor, right? Like kind yeah. of a kind of a fun Comedian. comic guy. Right. It might be too late. Um, kind of wants to be thin. Th- but doesn't this movie kind of? I saw. I've seen some of it. Isn't it just kind of a depressing documentary yeah, about his depressing. life? It's I don't depressing. think he's in on it though. Honestly, I think it, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he is. It seems like he's pretty just pretty excited that there's a camera f- in front of him that he doesn't have to, you know. Yeah, I mean that came out in the wake of Boogie Nights and Rated X with Emilio Estevez. Actually, got good reviews. Well, how can you not? I mean, how can you not? It's it's Ron Jeremy and it's porn. It's the destruction of a. I think porn I can find icon. a way not to give that again. <laughs> you might not want to own this. Maybe. I'm not ashamed to own it. I've got much worse, believe me. But I was disappointed because I was I was excited when that came out. I got that day and date. I was. Was there not enough money shots in it for you, or what? What specifically? There was no uh, underwater ejaculations in it. I don't understand this. They have Ron. This one of the special features: Ron's filmography and porno, porno, pornography. I mean, isn't it kind of the same? No, no, no. You don't understand. It's mainstream. They have stuff. his filmography. And they have his Remember he was in Orgasmo see. And Detroit Rock City That's right But isn't one of them Be the same No Has anybody else seen this Nope Yes I have no intention Of ever watching it No interest There's a lot of shots Of his back Yeah And it has a little bit Of hair on it Uncomfortable scenes Where the people are, are The porn actresses Are talking about Not wanting to work with him so it's a sad thing. It's a sad documentary. I should shed usually, three tears. Because they're, so they're usually so choosy, those porn actresses. <laughs> Houston took 500 men at once, but found Ron Jeremy to be Even unappetizing. Even they might have standards. I think Ron Jeremy got into the... She, he was in on that little Houston action, I believe. He was, was he three, not? 312? Look that up. I think he was in there. I mean, <laughs> you know the number. Wait, wait. If there she was, rejected him, and he went and got back in line with like the, the little thing. fake... The part when you start to the see... When the ripple... <laughs> when the internal liquid ripple hit her throat is when Ron Jeremy was in there. <laughs> I just, I just think that if you're gonna film a gangbang called the Houston 500, what was that? What was it called? There's no way that Ron Jeremy's not part of that crowd. I mean, they're already shooting for no class. You invite Ron Jeremy and shooting. he shows up. He's in that. He's got to be. What if he's not? What if he was 501? And when he goes to step up, she's like, "No, I'm closed." Wait, he was jeans. I'm closed. You know who wasn't in on I'm that? I'm closed. You know who wasn't in on she the... puts a sign over her over her uh, her special oven area. They needed what? Kong with his hot magma. That's what they needed. I don't there. know if it's Kong, it's sort of a special oven area anymore. Maybe just the oven area. <laughs> I'd like to be. I'd like to be number five hundred. Here's the I mean, thing, there's though. nothing it's there. It's special up until 500, 501. It loses all the allure. The funny thing is, when you're 500, they basically open the door to a long hallway and push you, and you skid across all the way to her. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it's the exact same thing. <laughs> so what's has, any, has anybody, has anybody upped, up, upped? So we can ask our, um, we can ask our listeners, has anybody upped Houston's record? For gangbang, what was Anna, what about Anna May Wong? What was her deal? Or not, wait, what was Annabelle, Annabelle Chong. Chong? Annabelle Chong. Chong, what was hers? It's somewhere in the hundreds. I don't remember how much. Well, I know Jennifer Jason Lee and last Edgewood Brooklyn had seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got there, Justin? <laughs> and she she said nine, nine, and <laughs> you got it wrong. Eight left. How many wrong. did Jodie Foster have in the accused? Not enough. 
Okay, the next one is now people are gonna think that I just was looking when I pulled this out. You didn't know what I'm saying. Cole Hauser? The arrival, and it's coupled with the arrival too. It's the one two punch. It's the rival, more like the one two. point oh 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 one two five. Yeah, it's punch. like Star Trek two and three. It's like the movie, and then the, that's like the, Star Trek two. The, the horrible Star add-on. Trek, the animated series. That's what it's. Who was in the second one? Patrick Muldoon. Is he playing yeah. the same character as Sheen in the first? And the chick from Herman's Head, the blonde one. Is it the same character? Um, no, he's like his brother. Well, of course they, he'd have they, to be. They write out that Charlie Sheen is his no. son died, and in his will he leaves the video evidence. Wasn't his name like Zeke Zabrinsky in it or something? Yeah, like it was that? like Zane Zabrinsky, Zane Zabrinsky yeah, and then this guy is another Zabrinsky. Sorry, and in his will he leaves the video evidence from the. You're right. Rival Charlie one. Sheen's name is Zane Zabrinsky in this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not in that. this. I'm too busy being the wraith. The rival is a fun movie, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, the rival's great. Hey, Two is horrible. One of the best lines ever. I feel like a can of smashed assholes. <laughs> Speaking That's of, a David Toohey movie. Speaking of Mr. Muldoon, I remember David Lynch sitting in his office for a couple of years. Kevin S. I, Kevin S. Tenney directed The Rival 2. I've never heard of that guy. Patrick Muldoon was, he's kind of famous somewhat from Starship Troopers. It's Wasn't kinda, David Toohey? Wait, who did the, uh, the Yeah, the original. He wrote and directed it, yeah. Toohey. Right. That's his first film, right? That he directed. Uh, he, yeah, he wrote Terminal Velocity and then he did The, acu- uh, the Accused. Then he, <laughs> the Arrival. Then he directed uh, Pitch Black after that. This kind of got him Pitch Black. And then, there, yeah, and, then and then he directed Yeah, Pitch Black Then he directed Blow Which Blow. is great I think right. and He's then actually he, I love the guy I do too I, Yeah, I have lots of fun with him And well, Arrivals He's, uh, is he's done though, right? I mean, yeah, Chronicles He's been quiet But I mean, Chronicles In retrospect Is not too bad No, it's, it's a fun it's, movie it's, sort just, of. it's just too expensive For what it was Yeah But uh, Below is great In that movie How did they hide that film? Like, How did they just decide To throw it away? That was just bad math It got the same release That like Equilibrium got I remember it was like Sitting around It actually had It had more than Equilibrium But it still wasn't much It seemed like They dumped both of those They spent like four 40 million 60, on that. 60 million right. bucks. And it was like 500,000 theaters. Yeah, it made 500,000. But why? It, it was only in like a couple, and there was like the no 100, advertising. Yeah. Why? I don't understand. It's a sharp phone. I don't understand phone. It either. It's, you know, it was just a matter, it was just part of the dimension dump. It kept, yeah, it kept bouncing around the release schedule, and then one weekend they're just like, fuck it. Well, they they that's a, that's a good if people haven't seen that's a good one to recommend below. And the arrival, the arrival. Yeah, the arrival's fun. Fun movie. Indeed. We got one more. This should be good. This should this should actually this should. Uh, it ties in with the breakup. And it should, yeah, it should, it should be the most mature conversation of the night. I'd say. All right, let's hear it. Jeepers Creepers, starring Justin Long of the breakup. Yeah, and the creeper. The girl is so cute, though. Gina I like Phillips. Gina Phillips, a lover. But who else is cute? The creeper. The director. Oh, Victor Salva. <laughs> he is not a bad-looking guy. It's He's, better than the second one. It's the second Much one is, is a, better than the second one. The second one. one is one of the worst films I've seen in a theater. I mean, the first one wasn't that great, though. The first one is... It a, wasn't like they fell that Remember, far. Remember the hype going I, on? I this? was part of that hype. We had a we saw that movie really early, and I thought it was terrific. I did. Because the first half of it's kind of fun. Like, it's kind of a neat movie. You know, it's, it kind of builds up some dread. And then it's not that good. It becomes the, the a creeper, monster movie, but it's great. But you know what? The creeper, when he... Yeah, and the, and the beginning of the film, when the creeper is such an enigma, and it's just nothing but that truck, and yeah. something vaguely supernatural, is so much more interesting than a winged creature. Because you see a lot of that in society. Not realistic. I just want to... I'm not talking about realism. <laughs> I'm saying that it's more interesting than a winged creature. No, the, this movie is great because at some point off screen, this winged creature went and got a vanity license plate. What was the license plate? Be eating you. 
Are you kidding? No. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he was in the motor vehicle. Face a flapping. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God.